When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 92, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And my name's Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, when you find your social purpose sweet spot, marketing your cause and engaging your audience becomes so much easier. And joining me on today's show is Carolyn Butler-Madden. Carolyn, she's the founder of Sunday Lunch, a marketing consultancy that helps businesses do well by doing good. And Carolyn, she's the author of Amazon best-selling book, Path to Purpose. She's also a contributing author to B1G1's international best-selling book, Better Business, Better Life, Better World. She brings with her over 30 years of international experience creating successful and internationally awarded marketing campaigns for some of the world's best brands. And she uses her experience to realize her vision, which is a future where brands drive profit through purpose and marketing becomes a force for good. She is speaking uh, my language. Now on today's show, Carolyn is going to share with us when we figure out our purpose and our mission, it becomes so much bigger than our, us, ourselves and of course our business. Now when things go wrong, that's when you learn the most about yourself and also the people around you. And she's also going to talk about the more aligned an organization's social purpose or giving is to their business strategically. Well, guess what? The more they can leverage that, the more impact they can create and the more value they can also create for their business. So it's, it really is a win-win-win on uh, all accounts. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you for having me, Anne-Marie. This is such an important topic and we've actually started to, or you have, uh, really started to start, share this message in such a, a bigger way over on LinkedIn, which is why I invited you to come and talk about this because of the examples that you have shared about businesses who understand that you know their business can impact greatly around the profits, but also too from a social purpose and uh, that's contributing and, and really being mindful of how their business dealings is impacting the environment. So, so very important and also causes. But let's, before we dive in, how would you define social purpose sweet spot? It, when purpose, purpose is thrown around a lot these mm -hmm. days, you know, businesses having a purpose, brands having purpose. And I believe sometimes it can be quite vague and esoteric. Mm. Um, so your social purpose sweet spot is where purpose translates into action in a way that contributes positively to society. Yes. And that 
that's you know once organizations find that sweet spot mm-hmm. i think that's where they can find real gold because it's action-led yes what i love about that um you've reminded us of how important it is to not only state something like we've 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 told you know what are your corporate values what's your vision statement and so forth and it becomes you know nicely uh, labeled on a plaque or put in a folder and then put away never to be thought of again so what you're saying is when you we're talking about that social purpose sweet spot it is really seeing where do we want to drive change or really contribute to uh, for, you know the community and socially but not only say it express it and have it written in a document how do we actually play that out how do we work that into our actions and our interactions every single day which is so important. So let's talk about when we figure out what our purpose and our mission is, it becomes so much bigger than you. Maybe you've got some um, examples of some of the companies that are doing that so well that their mission and purpose has now become so much bigger and they're contributing in in probably ways that they hadn't even expected when they started uh, the process. I've got I've got so many examples. Would you like a global one or a local one? Let's do both. Okay. All right. Um, look, probably um, the 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 one that actually inspired my move into this area comes from Procter and Gamble, their nappy brand, yes. Pampers nappies, and it was when I went to Chicago in 2012 to the world's biggest cause marketing conference, mm-hmm. and that that program was highlighted it was given an award and um and nada dugar their representative from procter and gamble spoke about the program it changed everything for me Mm. it it, it just gave me it gave everyone in the room goosebumps because it was world changing so i'll tell you about it it started back in 2006 Mm -hmm. and um pampers nappies was this is in europe actually they were battling it out with Huggies um, in the retail space. And pre-Christmas, they found they couldn't actually actually get any traction. They couldn't get support from their trade partners. Mm. And they were trying to, basically, it all came down to price. The cheapest price won the category. And they were looking for a way to elevate their brand outside of that. So they... They tested a campaign which ultimately got rolled out globally. Mm-hmm. And it was in partnership with UNICEF in the lead up to Christmas. And that campaign, um, basically, um, they supported a program. They wanted to support a program that aligned with their brand positioning. Mm-hmm. And Pampers brand positioning was all about caring for babies, happy, healthy development. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we start to get into the social sweet spot, if yes. you like. Because that could be caring for babies, happy, healthy development. You know, you could just keep that high level mm-hmm. at a brand level and you could create a lovely TBC about it. Yeah. But they went into an actionable space. So they identified a program that UNICEF ran that targeted maternal and neonatal tetanus. So every four minutes, somewhere in the world, a newborn baby was dying oh. due to tetanus. So, you know, something as simple as a a kitchen knife cutting an umbilical cord during childbirth, tetanus, it was impacting the child, the baby and mothers as well. So ridiculous tetanus in this day and age, you know, we've got vaccinations for it, but every four minutes a newborn was dying. 
And so Procter & Gamble said that's the program that aligns really well with our brand purpose, our brand positioning, and that's what we want to impact. And they ran a campaign uh, which was just beautiful in its simplicity. Mm -hmm. One pack equals one vaccine. Wow. So every single time a mother bought a pack of nappies, she knew she was funding a life-saving vaccine. And it said one pack equals one vaccine. You, UNICEF and Pampers saving the lives of babies. Yeah. Wow. Saving newborn lives. And that campaign, um, it, it, it actually did what they needed to do commercially. So it mm. took them out of that pricing war. They got massive trade support, you know, their trade partners. And I'm, when I talk trade partners, I'm talking about partners like Coles and Woolworths here in Australia. Yeah. Um, but they got on board and they started, for example, owning, you know, one trade partner would say, we want to um, support you and we want to help you with Malawi. So they'd own a marketplace. Mm. Um, and within a couple of years, they suddenly realized this was more than a marketing program. And they put out this huge goal to eliminate maternal and neonatal tetanus from the globe. Wow. Now, 11 years later, that program is still running. It, they've also got an internal employee engagement program mm -hmm. running alongside it where employees actually go out to these places and help with the distribution of vaccines. Mm -hmm. And that program is completely oversubscribed and attracting quality, quality talent to Procter & Gamble. And they have, the last figures I've had, um, are they've eliminated, this, they and UNICEF through this program have eliminated maternal and neonatal tetanus from 20 countries. Wow. They have distributed 500 million vaccines, saving the lives of who knows mm. how many babies. And that started as a marketing campaign. Yeah. And, you know, suddenly you see, and it delivered on their objective. So you can see the power, mm. you know, a company like Procter & Gamble that has a multitude of marketing channels and so much power to communicate. Yes. When they communicate a message like that, it can be world-changing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I love about that and um, is just everything, obviously, but when we're contributing and we're building our business, there's obviously, you know, for some businesses, they've got stakeholders, shareholders, that kind of thing, and profits. We have to, you know, derive profits. But if we know that we're for every dollar, whatever it is, we are impacting a cause, globally locally wherever that just is so so exciting i think because we know that it is much bigger than ourselves and if everyone's contributing to that then we know that we are you know we're really leaving a legacy they to, to think that through procter and gamble and unicef and every single consumer and of course their partners their channel partners every single one of their them contributed to that uh and they're leaving the world a better place because of the yeah. business that they're you know it just takes things to a deeper level that connects oh. to such a level why that it's like let's just go out and buy a packet of nappies i don't need any <laughs> but you know seriously exactly. it, it, and i think a lot of businesses are often looking for what's a way and whilst it may start out of as you said a marketing campaign I think every every person that was involved uh, 
um, was inspired to do Think Bigger and, and let's, just, let's just imagine if we could do this. And it becomes again, and, and, and that drives people because it's motivating, it's, it's, it's meaningful. So I think, you know, small businesses, we can even contribute to that as well. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I'm assuming the Procter & Gamble example was a glo the global one and you've got yeah. another local one. What's the local one? The local one is actually global and local. It's Airbnb. And it's yeah. one of my favorite examples. So I'll start globally and then bring it down to the local land. So um, Airbnb, a few years ago, they, they did a repositioning of their brand mm -hmm. and they researched their customers and they identified through the research that um, Airbnb customers didn't, that they wanted to feel like they belonged. They mm -hmm. didn't want to feel like tourists, you mm -hmm. know, and it makes sense with their yeah. offering, with their homestays and experiences. So they, um, and so if you think of their purpose mm. as helping people to feel like they belong, mm -hmm. again, that could have just been a, you know, beautiful TV campaign. And they mm -hmm. did one that, um, you know, was quite esoteric, but they didn't stop there. They actually then looked at how they could make it mm -hmm. actionable in a specific way. And so um, Donald Trump last year, when he um, placed the ban on those mostly seven Muslim countries, mm -hmm. um, uh, banned people coming from coming to the US from those countries, that coincided with Super Bowl, which is obviously it's got the biggest advertising yes. in the world. And Airbnb had a spot at Super Bowl, and they put together an internal campaign, mm -hmm. and it basically said you know, um, where, wherever you come from, you know, whatever the color of your skin, whatever religion, um, you, what, mm. what, whatever faith you have, um, whoever you love, whatever your sexual orientation, mm. the more different we are, the better we are, the mm. more we accept, yes. the more beautiful we are. And it was a really strong message for its time. And they backed it up with action around helping refugees and immigrants oh, yes now here in australia when they looked at it and so they they flipped that lens mm -hmm. from being about belonging mm. to acceptance yeah and they looked at who who can we help to be accepted mm -hmm. so in the u.s was immigrants and yes. refugees here in australia um, and this started probably 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. Marriage equality debate mm. was fiercely being contested. Yeah. And Airbnb, when it had first started in Australia, mm -hmm. had got a lot of support from the LGBTQI mm -hmm. um, community. And so they felt that helping acceptance on that subject yes. was very true to their roots in mm -hmm. Australia mm -hmm. and also very topical with what was going on. Yes. So they, um, they turned the lens on to acceptance um, in the marriage equality debate and they did it in a really amazing way. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it, but basically they created a ring. So they got a designer to create a ring yeah. and the ring had a gap in it. And that gap symbolized the gap in marriage equality. Oh. And they invited anybody. You didn't have to be an Airbnb customer. They invited anybody 
to get the ring for free and uh -huh. wear it yeah. as a symbol of support for marriage equality. So they were empowering people yes. to express their support. Mm -hmm. And they partnered with um, they partnered with eBay to mm -hmm. make the ring available. They made it free. They wanted to get it into as many hands as possible. Yes. And um, all you had to do was pay postage and handling. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to communicate the message, but because they had allocated most of their funds for the rings, they didn't have a huge budget. Mm -hmm. They basically said um, they they looked at how else they could get their message out, and this is one of the pieces of a social purpose led strategy mm -hmm. that excites the bejesus out of me. <laughs> because you find collaborators, you find mm -hmm. allies. Yes. You know, when when it's purpose led, you find people who want to join in the action. Mm -hmm. So they ended up. Um, getting partnerships with Qantas, you know, Alan Joyce oh. is a is a well known supporter mm -hmm. of marriage equality. So Qantas gave them the backs of their boarding passes. ANZ, who've been a long term supporter of um, Sydney's gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, yeah. they gave them access to fifteen hundred ATMs, automatic telling machines, to communicate their message. Yes. Fairfax gave them display advertising. Google gave them their top 25 YouTube influencers. Marie Claire gave them the six-page spread. And on and on and on wow. and on. The last figure I heard was they unlocked $7 million in media value. Through the partners. For nothing. Wow. Yeah. And that's how they got their message out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's amazing. Now, now for Airbnb, that was an inside-out approach. So it wasn't marketing led mm. although they did market it it was this is an expression of our values mm -hmm. and we want to put it out there we want to support this movement and we want to invite people to mm. join us and express their support yeah so whereas the pampers one was very much outside in mm. you know we've got marketing objectives we need to achieve and in that process, they found their purpose. Yeah. Airbnb was more inside out. These are our values. This is what we stand for. Yeah. And I interviewed the country manager here in Australia for my book. And he, he was adamant. He said this wasn't about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, about that, that purpose, as you said, that core values was what was driven. So it sounds to me that with, with Pamper, that is something that obviously is, is continuing in the instance of the example with uh, Airbnb, that was obviously focused and that was around what was happening already, what the community uh, was talking about, both in the US and Australia, both different focus. And so just through those examples, we can see it doesn't, something can be very much maybe a focused project that we're working on. And, and I would imagine that with Airbnb, they're probably looking at what other ways can we contribute and, and support um, various projects or what can, what can what's going on in the community that we can get behind around the belonging and exactly. uh, that kind of thing. And I think once we start to think about that, often we don't know what we don't know, we can't see what we can't see. So I love examples because it often gets the brain, you know, the brain going and thinking, well, this is very important for us. How can we align that with a project or a cause that, that is already out there? We don't necessarily need to develop something from scratch. And in actual fact, that I'm hearing that the most successful ones are ones that 
you can collaborate with others because they're very much either working in the industry itself or a mechanism, a vehicle to be able to get the message out, such as what Airbnb did with the various communication partners that they use. For a small business, let's talk about some of the steps then that they need to be aware of. I mean, obviously their purpose and their mission, their core values, they need yep. to be really clear on. Once they've got that, what are some steps that you can share that will help them take that a step further and at least getting down on paper, if you will, some ideas on here's some causes or here's the process at least for us then to take that next step so we can look at how can we have more of a, what I love the term that you use, having that social purpose sweet spot. What are some of those steps? Okay, so so first I'll um, I'll... I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about just making sure you've got that social purpose sweet spot yes and um and as you know i've developed a little tool yeah. which is a venn diagram yeah um, to identify it which is really simple so it's about um if you if you imagine two circles interlapping the first circle is what you're good at which mm -hmm. is what you do yeah so whatever that might be you know whether it's an accountancy practice or or something else or a consultancy um, overlapping with what the world needs mm -hmm. that you care about. So it's that external force. And mm -hmm. usually in that intersection is where you can find your purpose. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you need to do a bit of work around it, but you can find your purpose there. Yeah. As Airbnb did with that, you know, mm -hmm. um, helping people belong. Yeah. And then if you draw a third circle underneath, you then ask, um, what cause you can support, your business can support um, using your business ecosystem, mm. using assets from your business ecosystem. So any business has assets yes. and that those assets make up an ecosystem. So whether it's your marketing material mm -hmm. or it could be events you put on mm. or webinars or workshops, um, those are all assets and, mm -hmm. and they're part of your business ecosystem that you can use to support a social cause linked to yes. your purpose. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the first point. Then looking at how you would approach it. Um, I've, I've developed a, a six step methodology, which I talk about in my book mm -hmm. um, called simple. It's an acronym. Mm -hmm. So it starts, um, pretty logically with strategic foundations. So that's about making sure that any cause you support is aligned, is as closely aligned to your business as possible. It's mm -hmm. got to be credible. You can't have people going, oh, I can't, can't make see the, the tie. Yeah, you yeah don't want, I can't that, yeah. make the connection. But yeah. you know what? Sometimes it can be, the connection could be the founder has a passionate belief yeah. in that. Mm -hmm. And if so, then then that is your credibility because that's yes. the story. The story has to allow why. the line. Yeah. You have to have has to explain the connection, and that's yes. right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, and there's always a story behind it. If there's a passionate connection, there's a story there. Mm -hmm. So that's your credibility piece. But yeah. the strategic foundations, you know, finding your social purpose sweet spot mm -hmm. is a part of that um, credibility and authenticity as well because it can't be a flash in the pan it can't be something that you're just doing to try and yeah. 
achieve much. And I think people result. will see right through that, where you they know do. consumers really uh, will. And 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 um, of course, at the end of the show, we're going to give people all of the details how to access, how to connect with you, how to access all of those good resources. We're just covering the surface, people. You got to dive in deeper and really um, get clear on this. And you know, we talked a little bit about you know being so clear and having that credibility because if we don't, then sure, people can be talking about us and our business, but in the wrong way. And I love the way that you've said, no, when things get wrong, that or when things go wrong, that's when you can learn the most about yourself and also people around you. Share a bit more about this. Oh, I think it's true of everybody, isn't it? Mm. Um, when when you go through the most difficult times in your life, that's mm. when you, you um, learn a lot yeah. about yourself. So, um, yeah. Uh, Several years ago, I had a business and um, I was in partnership with someone who my business partner got sick mm. and he had to exit the business and I took over and it was an agency of about 20 people at the time. Yes. So yes. it was a big agency. Yes. Um, and it took me about a year. So I was on the sales side and the client relationship side. He looked after the finances of the business and it took me about a year to sudden, to realize that the finances on paper were not the real finances mm. and the business was in a mess. Mm. Um, and it wasn't anything that he'd done deliberately. I just don't think he really had a handle on it. Mm. Um, and we were in serious trouble, like serious financial trouble. And I had to, I had to pull the company back. It was 20 people, mm. pulled it back to five people. Um, I went through three, three to four years of, huge stress um real stress you know trying to pull it back mm. trying to make sure i could pay all my creditors and um and trying to keep the business afloat and deliver on clients needs and you know look after my employees and um and yeah look during that period you learn who your friends are mm. you learn who and and Look, you learn who your friends aren't, who your real friends aren't. And, you know, there were relationships there that um, that closed down as a result of that. You you find allies and friends in the strangest places. Mm. You know, I've, I've now got relationships with people who surprised me so amazingly mm -hmm. and who just stepped up and helped, you know, without without me asking. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. And then the other thing was what you learn about yourself. Yes. So I learned that I learned how resilient I was. I learned I was a fighter. <laughs> I learned that when it came down to it, I couldn't be as yeah. scrappy as the next person. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I was a survivor and I mm. fought tooth and nail yeah. to get that business out of the place it was and to bring it back to life and yeah I think um, it, it had a huge impact on me I learned a huge amount yes you know it, we don't want to wish anyone go through situations challenges yet often as you said it, your character gets shaped in such a way that strengths that you didn't even know that you had you really needed to develop those and I think as you you know grow your business or the next season of your business you're now able to leverage those and I think from the point of view of what we're talking about you know the social purpose and contributing it's those stories that make us far more compassionate 
and understanding of others. Now, we don't necessarily need to agree with them, but let's just get along. And so, you know what I mean? Let's just yeah, agree to disagree and and still get along and, and support whatever way that we feel, feel we can. And I think when we're talking about social purpose, it allows us then to think deeper and really see what's important. Because I think as leaders of our business, if we don't find a cause or something, as you said, that aligns so deeply with who we are, that even through the challenging times that we need to think about, what is the solution for that? Oh, I didn't think about that challenge. If you're not so tired and committed to it, you'll come yeah. to a challenge and you go, you know what, let's forget this. It's not really yeah. very important. Yes. So it has to be so important to you that you will fight tooth and nail for it to overcome that challenge. There's always a way to overcome any challenge, I reckon, whether you've got to go under it, over it, through it, or just, you know, get some alliance partners to, to help you along the way. But I think for you, you now, you know you've got that tenacity and resilience and you know that tomorrow's another day. We've just got to keep keep going. Would you say that there's a fair comment to make? Yeah, that's yes. an absolutely fair comment. And I think when, when you're driven by um, something more than, I mean, then I had an agency. I loved what I did, mm. but I've now moved it to a consultancy, yeah. um, enabling brands to do well by doing good. And yes. I'm very clear on what my mission or my purpose is. And that's yes. about putting social purpose on the agenda of every business leader in yes. Australia and beyond yeah. Yeah. and that I'm, I'm building this business up from scratch now mm. and um, and yeah it's not an easy thing to do it's the first time in my whole career I haven't had employees to look after yeah. and I haven't had a team of people to help me do things mm. but having that purpose that yes. clarity yeah. has uh, it energizes me mm. you know where doing something where I didn't have that, mm -hmm. I'd struggle. I know yeah. I'd struggle, but right now I'm, I'm, you know, pushing down yeah. as many barriers as I can. Yeah. Because it's much bigger than you, mm. much bigger than the, yeah, because you know, the impact and it's so important. I think when, once we recognize and we're able to really pinpoint that as uh, a business, then we're going to naturally attract people who it, that's important for as well or seek out those people, seek out the channel partners, seek out the opportunities. And in the stories that you shared with Procter & Gamble and, of course, Airbnb, and I know you've got many others, and so we'll share how people can connect with you and, and on LinkedIn as well because you're often um, sharing great, great uh, examples and uh you know of other businesses who are doing great things and i think that really speaks to what you've been saying and one of the the other points and i think we've covered this beautifully in what you've already said the more that a business is aligned with their social purpose or giving and um, they do that strategically then they can leverage it the more impact that they can create and the more value that they can create for their business and i think um if we look at procter and gamble it, it just was like a snowball effect because as they can see the good that they were doing let's let's see if we can now wipe that out you know the the young children dying that became their mission that became their purpose and a direct result of that was they were able to achieve that and their profits would have naturally um been growing anyway but i reckon from the from what you've explained their vision and the reason they did it was more the outcome for the impact for the lives that they were yes. going to have and the profits was just a result of that I think that's exactly. when we start to focus on that and yes. I think then um, it gets that life of its own because we're not, you know, yeah, driven by the profits, the money, but rather the cause 
And you know what? The money is just a side effect, a good side Absolutely. effect, but it's not what Absolutely. drives us. And I think that's what But it what will come. Saying. It yeah. will come. And, yeah. and, you know, it'll come, value will come in other ways as well. Yes. Like, you know, inspired employees, yes. people who yeah. are your biggest asset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I know a lot of the people who are here that are listening and, and watching and regularly do so, they're driven by a purpose. There's a, there's a, there's a deeper mission and a deeper why, and that's what drives them. In fact, I would probably say that most of the people that would be listening are driven more by that than the money. Um, so yeah, so now we need more of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And as we said, the the money is a side effect of that. Um, yep. You know, fo focus on the right thing first and get that all in place, and then uh, everything will follow. So, Carolyn, we've promised to share with people how they can connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably the best way would be via LinkedIn. I'm the only Carolyn Butler Madden there, I believe. Um, also, my business website, sundaylunch.com.au, and I've got my um, personal website, carolynbutlermadden.com.au. Yeah, fabulous. We'll put all of those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash W-I-L. Uh, 92. Now, just share with me, why Sunday lunch? What's the, what's the story around that? I'm intrigued. Who do you invite for Sunday lunch? Oh, there you go. That answers my question. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Pe it's usually people. your family, your friends, yeah. you know, the people who you, you share common about. values yeah. with. And, you know, yeah. those are the, the businesses and the organisations that I mm -hmm. want to bring together yes. to collaborate. Yeah. And that boom, that just going full circle, you do you just live in that, that brand and that message and mission out uh, even, you know, and those kind of conversations continue to, as I said, attract like-minded people who just uh, want to get behind you and support you. So please reach out to Carolyn, uh, go on to LinkedIn, connect with her there, what she's sharing. You're really speaking into something which many businesses are getting into, which is great, yet you're at the beginning of your journey. And I think when businesses start to incorporate this into what they're doing, their business becomes far more meaningful for them because there's a bigger why, a bigger mission, a bigger vision. And when you can collaborate with other like-minded people, just make things fun to know that, you know, you're contributing to, to uh, yeah, to people, to lives, to, to the environment, which I think uh, is so important. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast. Brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.